What's up, everybody? My name is Jacob Deaton, and we're back with another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals, where we talk to really interesting people in the industry that uh, have a story to tell or are just plain out interesting, like I just said. So today we have Sarah Rickman, and she gets she actually plays on both sides of the uh, of the field, so to speak, in that she wedding plans, but she also has a venue. So Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Jacob? I'm awesome. And uh, I can't wait to introduce you to everybody and uh, to this audience. So without further ado, why don't you give us um, sort of a, um, an overall perspective as to uh, your planning side, but then also uh, the, the wonderful venue that you hold? Absolutely. So like Jacob said, I definitely have a unique seat to the wedding industry. I get to see the best of both worlds is what I call it. Um, so I am able to meet with couples who come and tour our family's venue on John's Island and kind of see that concept from day one when the ideas are just kind of bouncing around in their head and it's kind of a dream. And then I obviously get to see that come to fruition and be there on their wedding day as the venue, which is super exciting to see all of those plans come together. Most of the time, you know, over a year, sometimes two years in the making. Um, and then certainly one of my biggest passions is to be more on the planning design side of things as well. So I'm a lead planner with Anderson Event Design here in Charleston. Um, so we do luxury events kind of all over the Southeast, but Charleston is definitely our hub. Um, so for me to definitely be hands-on for every part of the planning process, I love to get to know those couples and their families and, you know, be able to design an event that truly tells their story. Um, it's such a unique opportunity to be a part of that. You know, it is very much a special day in their lives and their families' lives. So I feel very lucky that I get to be, you know, there for one of the best days of a lot of people's lives um, with both aspects of the industry that I'm involved in. So how in the world did you find yourself doing both? Because so many people obviously don't do that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, usually when, sometimes people will jump, you know, from one team to the other, but never yeah. two at one time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe give us a walkthrough as to how you got to this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my, you know, first love was truly the venue side of things. Um, when I was in college, you know, I went to Clemson in the upstate, go Tigers. Um, and I was a marketing major there at Clemson. There isn't necessarily a big um, hospitality tourism major in regard to events and weddings, especially. Um, so marketing was a good fit for me there. Obviously I get to use those tools daily, you know, both on the sales side of things and advertising and things like that. Um, but for me, I have always had a passion for events. I mean, growing up, my house was the one that mom was pulling out crystal bowls to squeeze ketchup into for the backyard cookouts and things. So it was always something, whether it be baby showers or bridal showers or just cookouts, getting family together, friends together. Um, so hosting has certainly been a big part of my life from day one, truly. Um, so when I was at Clemson, I obviously had the opportunity to do the whole sorority life, all of that jazz. Um, so lots of events, you know, planning, with that. And then I was able to intern with a venue close by in the upstate. And it was actually very similar to the position that I'm in now. So it was a family owned business. Um, they had a venue on 
particularly where they lived, um, which is a little different than us. Um, so when I graduated from Clemson, I knew I wanted to get into the wedding industry. And luckily my parents and my siblings were like, cool, let's do it. So we had this property on Johns Island that we have now had in our family for almost 20 years. Um, and we made some changes. I mean, moved roads over, planted grass, obviously bought a tent, kind of redecorated things. Um, and then we opened Wingate Place in fall of 2014. So you know, just kind of hit the ground running from there. I mean, it was certainly that first year was a challenge, you know, couples were coming and I said, okay, well, this mound of dirt that's here now will be a beautiful tent pad, you know, where we can host your reception. And, you know, this grass that's barely growing right now, I promise will be set and ready to go in nine months when your wedding rolls around. And I am forever grateful for those couples who trusted me and, you know, could kind of see that dream with me and went for it. Um, so that first year we hosted nine events and then the second year, 21. <laughs> and then the next one I think was like 43 or something crazy like that. Um, so definitely super lucky with the growth that we had. Um, we typically host between 40 and 50 events a year. That is our cap just because it is a privately owned you know, property. We don't want to be too impactful on it, but we also want couples to feel like it's truly theirs. We're never going to book two events in a day. Um, you know, if they want to come on a Tuesday with their catering team or their photographer to scout locations, we want to be available and ready for them to do that. Um, but also, you know, like I said, we don't want to be too impactful on the property. And it means a lot to us that the property looks the way it does. And we want to make sure that it's consistently looking the way it does for those special events. You know, it's not going to look different six months from now, you know, when you come for your site visit and then on your wedding day, look like a complete disaster. You know, we really do take pride in everything and how it looks. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how the venue side came to be. Um, I love doing that. I do all of the communication with couples as they're reaching out, you know, to check dates and availability and then all of the site visits. And then luckily I have a great team um, day of. So if I am at another location for an event, we have an amazing team of venue managers that step in and make sure everything is seamless for the Wingate couples. Um, so the way I kind of got into planning, um, so I was dabbling a little bit in more of, you know, month of coordination, partial packages um, within those Wingate couples at first, um, just doing kind of a handful of those a year, mostly for friends or friends of friends. Um, and then one day I met Samantha Anderson, who is the owner of Anderson Event Design. Um, she had actually just launched her company here in Charleston and we just hit it off. She came for a photo shoot at Wingate, kind of reached out blindly and said, hey, like I'm new to Charleston. Can I do a shoot this day? was some random day in June. I don't even know. I think 2015 maybe. Um, and we are best of friends now. Um, and we certainly make the dream team. So it's the two of us and then as well as Kate. So we have three lead planners for Anderson event design. And like I said, you know, we're a luxury design and planning company here in Charleston, um, but kind of go all over North Carolina, Georgia, Florida. So definitely home base here in Charleston though. So when you joined in with Anderson, 
Um, like how long from the time you met her, Samantha, to then joining Anderson? How long did that time span take? Yeah, um, let's see. It was probably about two years. Um, we just kind of kept in touch. You know, she hosted events at Wingate or, you know, obviously planned events at Wingate for her clients. Um, and then we just kind of realized, wait, what are we doing? We like very much have similar mindsets here. You know, our design is very much the same. Um, it's always fun to see, you know, one of us will work on a design and then shoot it to the other and say, okay, what's missing here? Um, or either the other one will, you know, create a design. This happened just the other day. And I was like, oh my goodness, I want that lounge in my house. And she was like, your sunroom was my inspiration for this. Like, of course, this is all you. Um, so it's so fun to be able to collaborate with the team, um, with both Samantha and Kate. Um, but yeah, it took a, a little bit of time, but we are full force now. Yeah, I mean, your whole life is weddings. Um, Literally, I say that a lot to people. I'm like, wow, my life really is weddings all of the time. It's you know, it's sometimes hard when you're a, a guest at a wedding because you notice, I'm sure you're the same way. You notice all of the little things, um, but it's always fun to be able to sit back and kind of truly be on the complete opposite side of things when I'm used to being in those other two roles. Yeah, I have my first wedding that I'm attending that I have absolutely nothing to do with and probably two or three years next month. And I'm pretty excited about it because I, I, for once, I don't have to think about yes. how it all is going. <laughs> exactly. You just show up and you're there, have a drink, relax. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about like, um, Wingate place. I want to circle back to that place. Cause that, that's like, that's how I met you initially. Yes. Um, and um, and I've really loved the spirit of when, when you showed me around the place, the, one of the things that struck me the most was something that you touched on, um, in, in your intro, which yeah. was that you, you guys cap, you know, every, you know, this, it's not a cash machine to you. It's private mm-hmm. property. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a property that you guys all, you know, love and respected for years, um, mm-hmm. in, in, in ownership. And like, um, you know, I just, it's just in this business that's moving so fast all the time and everybody's trying to, you know, book as many gigs as you can kind of, kind of thing, you know, um, uh, at what point did you guys realize that, you know, 40 and 50 was your number? You were like, okay, we really shouldn't try and do more of this. Like, how did you guys like organically come to that like agreement as a family? Yeah, definitely. Um, so of course those first few years when we were just having, more of the handful, the nine to the 21, it was definitely like, okay, well, we feel good about this. This is a well-oiled machine. Like what, what are we going to cap it at? Um, I think when we just sit down and look at the calendar, I am sure you have been to Charleston in July and August. It's a little toasty. Um, you know, so naturally that kind of became, okay, well, let's take it easy. You know, if there is someone that has to have one of those dates, you know, based on scheduling needs or whatever, you know, we'll consider opening it up. We just want to make sure everyone's well aware that 
the Charleston weather is what it is. Um, and then same thing with like our December, January schedule. Obviously December, as we get closer to Christmas, um, my family's a little unique. We have four birthdays the week before Christmas. So things get a little crazy in December in our household. Um, so that kind of naturally became, okay, we're definitely going to take, you know, a break around that time as well. And then from there, that kind of leaves us with about, what, 30-something weekends. Um, so obviously with a busy spring and a busy fall season, we're sometimes hosting events on either a Friday, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday, just kind of depending on how the calendar falls. Um, but for us, you know, I never want to run into a client here in Charleston in the grocery store and not be able to speak to them by name. Um, I will say right now, it's a little tricky with the mask. I'm like, who are you? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, before that, and, you know, even if they said, called me and said, hey, this is Kate. I want to be able to know, oh my gosh, hey, Kate, how are you? Oh my goodness, we're three weeks out from your wedding. So exciting. How's your mom doing? How's your dad doing? For me, it's just more of that personal connection. Um, you know, one part certainly that I enjoy of the planning side is to getting to know these couples and their families. So for me, why can't I put forth that effort and get to know them on the venue side of things too? I don't want them to just be a name and a number and a date slashed off of the calendar. You know, I want it to be when they show up for their wedding, it's like, it's one of my friend's weddings and it's exciting and there's not strangers roaming around and they are confident and, you know, ready to go and excited about everyone that's there to play a small part in their day. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just really responsible. And also I think very forward-minded as far as, you know, like, again, it's, I mean, it is a business, you're running a business. It's, it's right. important, you know, to, to meet, you know, certain guidelines and, of course. You know, certain certain benchmarks and everything, but that property is so so <laughs> peaceful. Yeah, um, I think I said that about three times while I was out there with you. It's like I just felt like, especially in the ceremony area, they had those two big trees with a lake, and you're just kind of nestled in between all of that. Um, to me, that's um, uh, it, you know, you're just you're out on John's Island, which is for people who have not been to John's Island, it's, it's just mm -hmm. right outside of uh, you know, downtown Charleston. Uh, you know, what is it like 30 minutes or so, like of a yeah. ride or something like yeah, that? About 30 minutes from downtown. And then if people know where Kiowa or Seabrook Islands are, we're about 10 minutes from there. So definitely on the way. Um, but yeah, we're, we're very lucky to have the amount of property that we do out there. We have 181 acres technically. Um, but you know, like you said, it is so peaceful just having, you know, the sound of the wind moving around the water and just the Spanish moss kind of billowing in those trees. It's a romantic vibe, but also so peaceful. I always tell people the best seat in the house are those beautiful rocking chairs on the porch. I mean, you can just sit there, take in the afternoon and just, you know, see everything that's going on, obviously for an event set up and then the event. It's definitely an exciting spot to see once the reception has been moving and grooving for a little bit. People spot that cute little tree swing on the way to the bathrooms. Um, it becomes a hopping spot for sure. Yeah, I. Uh, that's a that's a view that I think anybody would dream of having. Oh my know? gosh, um, absolutely! And during a work week, I'd be hard pressed not to take my laptop out there and sit there for the entire time and do oh. all the work from that. 
Oh, it happens a lot. I am, I've gotten very good at uh, balancing a three o'clock mug of coffee with my laptop in my lap in the rocking chair. It's, it's typically my afternoon routine for sure. It's an hour. It's an acquired skill. The, it the, is. The, the, it the is. moving rocking chair and the cup of coffee with the electronic device. Exactly. Close together. <laughs> yeah. Gotta live life on the edge. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Um, you know, one of the things that struck me about uh, the property, um, you know, when I got there was, you know, like you said in the very beginning, how much you guys really, you know, changed the road to make sure that, you know, they had a really nice space to do all the different activities. And also, you know, how much attention to detail you guys put into putting in this, uh, this concrete slab and, and, and how the permanent, it's like a semi-permanent structure there, exactly. um, you know, that just basically lives there. Yeah. Um, you know, the, uh, the reception or the, the, the cocktail hour, like type area that you guys typically use for that is like hanging right underneath all those Spanish moss, you yeah. know, trees and the really? canopy of the yeah. tree. That's the one thing I feel like everybody needs to go and look at your website because the, 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 the canopy of these trees are just massive and they yeah. hang really low. So you yeah. get like, you really feel like you're just in the trees, you know, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, that is definitely one of my favorite spots on the entire property, truly, but especially with the venue, that Grove of Oaks, I mean, that one right where we typically set up a cocktail hour bar and some lounge, it literally feels like you're just in another room with all of the low limbs. Um, I'm 5'4", so I don't have to duck, but certainly if there's anyone much taller than me, they do have to kind of watch a few of those, but it's so fun to see everyone's like, oh, I think this could compares to the angel oak tree which of course is you know thousands and thousands of years old so i wouldn't go that far but we do know they're at least you know 350 400 years old so it is definitely a unique um scenery for people to enjoy obviously if they're from the low country they're kind of used to it but um not necessarily for you know your backyard so it's exciting for people to get to use that as their reception space it's so pretty really all year round we're so lucky with what the natural landscape that uh god put there for us to enjoy that's right and you you mentioned uh that it was 181 acres mm -hmm. um like the property sure. what, uh, what's uh what typical size weddings do you guys do what's your max uh, uh capacity oh, uh, you course. know give us a little bit of that stuff Sure, sure. So the property is about 181 acres, like I said, um, venue wise, everything that we kind of maintain and utilize for the event side of things, whether that be, you know, load in parking, and then of course, the pretty event spaces probably spans about 16 acres. Um, so I would say the majority of our weddings are in 150 to 175 range. I feel like that seems to be the most common guest count that we've been seeing over the last few years. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, uh, we do love hosting elopements kind of midweek and typically those tend to be, you know, 15 guests or less, sometimes just the bride and groom and a photographer and an officiant, which is so sweet and so special. Um, but we've hosted events up to 450 people. So there are certainly been some big old Southern weddings that we've made <laughs> before. Um, so it just kind of depends on the couple and, you know, their families. And especially with a lot of destination couples, I feel like that 150, 175 range is the sweet spot. 
Um, but definitely with some of us locals, we know how to have a big, big party. Well, as it pertains to people that are traveling in or maybe even potentially yeah. that's listening, uh, considering the space um, yeah. and being that you're on the island, um, mm -hmm. what are like the people that are coming in that are from out of town? Where do they typically uh, stay? Like, is there like a hotel nearby or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, we're about 10 minutes from Kiowa and Seabrook Islands, which are both beautiful. If you haven't been there, I would absolutely encourage you to check them out. Um, so that is the closest lodging option. There's a few hotels um, within that area. There's one hotel called the Andel Inn, which is located in this cute little shopping center called Freshfields Village. Um, so it's uh, its own little town in and of itself, you know, restaurants, bars, shopping, all that fun stuff. And then there is the Sanctuary, which is a five-star hotel out at Kiowa. Um, but I feel like we see a lot of people do home rentals on either of those islands. Both Kiowa and Seabrook have, you know, larger kind of mega mansions if you have a huge group of friends or family coming into town or they have some smaller villas that you're able to rent. Um, and then we've seen a lot of people get kind of creative with some local Airbnbs on Johns Island. There's some that are fairly close to the venue which have been certainly very convenient for some of our couples and their guests. And then I would say it's probably a 50-50 split between Johns Island, Kiawassee Brook, and then downtown Charleston. Just because, you know, obviously Charleston is so charming and everyone's favorite city to visit, clearly, with whatever year we're on for that award. Um, so, you know, Charleston, like you said, is about 30 minutes away, so not too bad. But it's always fun for guests to be able to see historic Charleston, do the restaurant, bar scene, music scene, obviously shopping and those tours and things, and then come out to Wingate and see a completely different view of the low country. I feel like that way they truly get to experience all that the low country has to offer. I mean, I feel like sometimes I have to pinch myself when I'm driving over a bridge at sunset. I'm like, holy cow, I get to live here. So for me, it's exciting. I try to constantly remind myself that I should be extremely grateful, and I am. Um, but I feel like that's fun for people to get to see both sides of things. Driving from Charleston is is awesome. Uh, I, I can't remember what turn it is, but when you make a turn and then you're on that main road, yeah. there's all these towering, you know, Spanish okay. moss trees that yeah. are just like, like, it's almost like you're driving in a tunnel. Yeah, exactly. miles and miles and miles. It's it's exactly. it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, on a spring day, it's nice to roll down your window until you realize that your car is going to turn yellow with all of that. <laughs> so, um, you tend to, you know, roll it down for a few minutes, and then you're like, oh, okay, well, I'll just enjoy the scenery out yeah. the front windshield for now. Heard that. Heard that. So, um, so you mentioned that, um. Your family, you know, gave you, you know, you know, you guys all came to the agreement that um, you're going to use this property and you're going to start, you know, doing some weddings and, and events and stuff. How hands-on is the rest of the family? Is there any members of the family that do anything? Are they all just kind of silent partners and you kind of run everything? Give us the scoop yeah. on that. Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, for me, I'm definitely kind of more so the face of Wingate, the one that is interacting directly with the couples. Um, my parents are definitely the most hands-on after that. So my dad actually retired 
February of 2020 um, as an emergency room physician. So out at the nick of time there, um, but he is, you know, always at Wingate. He can certainly be seen, you know, on the tractor, spraying for those mosquitoes, making sure those are at bay. Um, so he's definitely a very helpful hand to have around um, just to kind of check on things. He definitely makes sure the landscaping is in tip top shape and I do all the pretty stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so this, so, um, so in, in that, like, mm -hmm. um, when you're away from the property, you said you mentioned you had other uh, venue managers that sort of uh, run, like how much is the staff beyond uh, just you for being the venue people? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when it comes to events, we always have at least three staff members on site. Um, kind of the timeline of the day just depends on the logistics. Um, so we always have a venue manager there. The first one's there, last one's out. So, you know, whether it be the hair and makeup artists arriving before bridal party gets there to, you know, get ready and kind of enjoy the day. Um, we're there to unlock the house, make sure everything's good to go, um, kind of oversee all of the vendor load-in. So if the band has questions about power or where the setup is, parking, all of that good stuff, that venue manager can kind of assist with that. And then we have parking attendants that will arrive on site about an hour before guest arrival. So they're there to just greet the guests to make sure everyone's comfortable getting situated, let them know, you know where the restrooms are, the gift table, and just kind of let them know what the flow of the evening will be. And then it's just nice for, you know, the vendors to have an extra set of hands on property. Um, you know, if they have any questions, we'll obviously make sure the bathrooms are stocked and tidy and everything. And then always help with that sparkler send off at the end of the night. Um, you always need an extra set of hands for that. So we're happy to jump in and give all the instructions there. And because you have a uh, like an outdoor venue essentially with uh, with a tent, mm -hmm. um, how do you guys like have uh, handle adverse weather situations? Like, what's your what's sort of like the general uh, plan well, for that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it kind of depends on the guest count. Um, with our tent, it's a forty by eighty, so that's a pretty big reception tent. And like you said, it's situated on that concrete pad. So we stay nice and dry under there, which is very, very helpful. Um, so depending on the guest count, if it's, you know, 125 or less, we can accommodate ceremony cocktail hour and reception under that big old tent. We just get kind of creative with the angles that we're using will typically suggest that the couples face out towards the pond and those larger oak trees or back towards the grove of oak. So they still have that beautiful scenery behind them. Um, but for anything above that, uh, we typically suggest that they'll rent an additional tent for the ceremony site. And then, like I said, we have staff on site. So if that means kind of flipping that space to be able to use that for later on in the reception, we're happy to do that. Um, but I will say Charleston weather, knock on wood, has been very gracious to us um, in, you know, the six years of having events there. We've had three ceremonies under that tent, which is pretty incredible considering the amount of events that we've had and are having. Um, so, you know, we are certainly there and ready to help. So if that means we have a 10 minute quick shower, We'll pop open a bottle of champagne, let those guests have a little pre-ceremony cocktail under the tent, and then our staff will jump out there with towels and blowers and all sorts of things to get, you know, those chairs dried off and 
the show goes on with a beautiful outdoor ceremony. So it just kind of depends on what Mother Nature throws at us, but we're typically ready to go with whatever it is. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I love it when venues have multiple people on staff and it's just not one person because it always, you know, it always just layers that extra blanket of like, you know, help uh, when yeah. something goes wrong or, um, or seeing when things could potentially go wrong before they happen because there's, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, it's really important, I think. It is very important. And you know, this obviously from being in the industry day of it is not separate teams there for the vendors. It is one team to come together and make sure the event is flawless and the couple is happy and the guests are having a great time. So for us, you know, we're ready and willing to help jump in in any way possible because um, we definitely want to make sure it's a smooth event and enjoyable for everyone involved, both guests and vendors. I mean, um, transitioning a little bit, I want to get make sure that we get a little bit of time on Anderson event design because... Um, you know, like I said, uh, we talked a little bit about it in the beginning, but I definitely want to uh, make sure I cross back to uh, that just a little bit before I have to let you go. Yeah, let's um, do it. This girl's busy. She's got people to talk to. <laughs> she's, got, she's got interviews. She got clients knocking on her door, people. I mean, this is a very busy person here. So Welcome to spring wedding season. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and, the, and the new post, you know, semi still holding on COVID exactly season like a year later you know so yes. all that nonsense but um <laughs> but as far as anderson event design um uh how many events does uh anderson event design typically do a year um uh, you know uh are they mostly in the wedding category do they 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 crawl over into the corporate world uh if so like the diversity of that just give me a little bit uh, an overview of that yeah absolutely so like i mentioned it's the three of us as lead planners so myself samantha and kate um, so we are always working together on designs and on the back end of things, um, but we are, we do assign each couple a lead planner just to kind of streamline communication, make sure everything is tightened up and ready to go, you know, as we approach their wedding day. Um, so typically we are planning about 25 events kind of in rotation at a time. Um, so sometimes that falls within a year, sometimes that's a little over, it just kind of depends on how the calendar works. I would say 2020 to 2021, we should probably ex-nay that count because things have been moved around and rescheduled and all of that. So it gets a little hairy when you're talking about it this year. Um, but, you know, regardless, you know, with our team, we found that that's a great number for us. We're able to manage that well, kind of keep everyone on track and ready to go. And like I said, you know, we are based more in that luxury market. So for us, it is mostly full planning and design. There are a few that are more partial packages, but we are so hands-on regardless of that. Um, you know, for us, it's so important for us to build that rapport with the client. You know, they're coming to us as a liaison between them and the vendors. We know this industry like the back of our hand. And so for us, we are more than happy to help them, you know, from day one, even if it is a partial client, we want to make sure that they have all of the information that they need to be successful for those next couple of months before we jump in truly and take over all of the communication of everything. Um, but as far as the types of events you mentioned, so definitely mostly weddings, we don't do corporate at all. Um, but, you know, with that being said, 
with weddings, we've now gotten to the point where we have a lot of full wedding weekends. So when I say that, I just mean, you know, coordination of their rehearsal dinner. A lot of people are doing a welcome party for their guests to join them the night before, which I think is an awesome idea. You know, it gives you the chance to have those conversations with people, thank them from traveling into town or just kind of catch up with them. So then day of the wedding, it's not so overwhelming that you have to go table to table and say thank you and you know, you still get to get on the dance floor and boogie and enjoy yourself. Um, and then, you know, obviously from the wedding day, that's definitely the biggest piece of it. But we've also seen a lot of people doing farewell brunches. So kind of same concept as the welcome party, just on the back end of things. Um, so just to thank their guests for coming into town and kind of a cap to a fabulous wedding weekend. That's awesome. That's the, to me, that's the way it should be. Like, yes, right? you're throw a party, throw it right do it yeah. all the way up. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. make it like memorable for That's everyone right. involved. Don't, don't just shuffle people in, shuffle people out. No. You know, you're running around tables, you're doing the whole thing. Really t take a weekend for yourself. If you're going to throw this big party, take the weekend for yourself. Yes. Right. I always tell couples never in your life, are you going to have all of these people in the same place ever again? So you truly have to soak up every single minute of it. So by having, you know, kind of multiple events in a wedding weekend, that obviously gives you more time to enjoy that. Um, but I always also love to encourage them, you know, at some point during the day, mostly during the reception or cocktail hour, take a few minutes to step back, just the two of you and just kind of observe everything and see that like bird's eye view, you know, when we're at ven venues where we can get up on the roof or get up on that second floor and just look over into cocktail hour and see that or at Wingate, a good spot, like I said, those seats on the porch. So just for them to have a few quiet moments to themselves and just really get to kind of revel in the day that it is. Mm -hmm. You. You nailed it. I got nothing more to say on that one thing, but I do have a few more questions I have to ask you before I have to let you go. Yeah. Then you're going to go and do wonderful things. So uh, I always at the end of these things, uh, I don't know if you've gotten to the end of one of these things, but at the end of every single episode, I always do a little quick uh, answer Q&A thing where I ask a bunch of questions that are about you that are all PG-13 because we are a family program. And uh, for the most part, <laughs> most yes. days, I would say. Yes. Yes. Um, so I want to ask you a few questions about you that are personal to you. Um, so if you don't mind, drum roll. Oh, here we go. All right, here we go. Um, uh, uh, favorite uh, sports team? Clemson Tigers. Of course, because that's of where you course. Of course. Uh, favorite food? Pasta. Pasta. Go to, uh, give me some go-to pasta restaurants in the Charleston area. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Um, Melfi's, fantastic. Uh, Felix, also really delicious. And I, if you've never been John's Island local, Wild Olive is a wonderful Italian restaurant. I have actually. I went there uh, on this last trip that I, oh. uh, that I was down there. First Perfect. time for me, and it was unbelievable. It's incredible. You can't go point, wrong. It's Literally, it's for the price point, it's truly amazing um, yeah it's wonderful um kind of a blessing and a curse our new house is about four minutes from there and they do curbside pickups so that can get a little dangerous <laughs> <laughs> have a couple uh it's funny yeah have a couple too many glasses and then you're ordering italian out and next thing you know next Perfect. thing you know that's a, that's a whole workout the next day right that's right that's right <laughs> that's funny um tell me uh 
is there a book that you're reading or like a Netflix trailer that you're watching that uh, that you absolutely oh. love to speak into you right now? Man, um, honestly, you're my husband girl. and I are really bad at just like straight up binge watching shows. So currently we have not picked a new one because here we are in the middle of wedding season, but right. we have had some really good ones lately. Um, I feel like if people like chit chatted with me, they probably wouldn't guess what my like go-to movies and shows are. I am not so much of like the girly girl shows. I love a good like drama, war type thing. Okay. Yeah. So give, so me, give me some example. Which is more of like kind of murder mystery situation. Uh -huh. uh, which I heard mixed reviews before, but we really enjoyed it. We kind of blew through it. So that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. um, or like love a good Top Gun movie or Bourne movies. All good things. But like I said, probably wouldn't pin me for that. I would not have pinned you for that. I know. I gotta I know. tell you. I... Yeah. Uh, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. Um, all right. And the final question that I have for you before I have to let you go, because you are a busy lady. Yeah. Um, what... If, uh, if, if there's a vendor that's listening right now that's maybe young in the business is trying to figure their way or find their way with whatever it is they're trying to do, um, what piece of advice would you give them? Absolutely. I love this question because we are such cheerleaders in this industry, especially in Charleston. Obviously, um, weddings are huge and we love to you know help out everyone that's kind of coming up and coming along. Um, I would say the biggest thing for me when I first started you just have to dive in and get to know as many people as possible. All of those vendor connection, whether it be the venues, the photographers, the entertainment industry, you know, florists, like, like I said, everyone is a big team on the day of. So for you to have as many little connections as possible is the best way to do it. And then also for people, especially on the planning side, I feel like do not be afraid to kind of volunteer your time reach out to some of the big planning companies in Charleston because we always need help an extra set of hands, especially for our larger events. And that's just a great way to kind of soak up any, any little details. Um, I feel like even for us in the industry, you know, if we have a crazy weekend and another planning company needs help, we'll step in and help out with them, um, even if it's just set up. And you just learn the, the smallest little intricate details that are so helpful, whether it be the easiest way to tie a little cocktail table martini style or, you know, ways to get a stain out of a wedding dress. There's all sorts of things that you can constantly learn from other people. Um, so that would be my biggest piece of advice. Just kind of jump in, get to know as many people as possible and definitely be willing to, you know, do the job and soak it up and you'll get there. A lot of hard work, but you'll get there for sure. Yeah, I love that because apprenticeship really is everything and learning from the experienced people that's come before you. Uh, to give you the knowledge base to start your own business is paramount. Um, yeah. So I think that's incredible. And I think that's a wonderful piece of advice. Everybody give a round of applause for the Sarah Rickman. Thank you, thank I can you, hear you clapping at home. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was great. Absolutely. And again, my name is Jacob Deaton. This has been another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals, and we will see you next week. Mm -hmm.